You are now listening to the new Old Heads podcast, premiered every Thursday at noon Eastern Standard Time at BringDownTheBand.com, and brought to you by No Bad Ideas, Coleman Dental, Printfinity, Indie CD and Vinyl, and Sun King Brewery. Support the new Old Heads by visiting our Patreon at patreon.com slash newoldheads. We're now tuned in to the new Old Heads podcast. I am Major 7th. Entire crew is here. My man Jay Moore is in the building, fresh off the chicken strips. What's happening, man? How are you? Doing good, doing uh, doing as, as good as I can be, considering uh, the state. But you know, we're making it every day, only way we know how. I feel you. I feel you. Well, Terry apparently didn't pay his internet bill; he just disappeared. So I will go to my man Longevity live from bringing down the band's headquarters, where my lamp doesn't reside because I actually have my own. Uh, my oh. man Longevity, how are you, sir? It's just it's good that you finally come home and realize that stuff that is mine is mine. Yes, um, and that you can't have it. Uh, Cause it's mine. Uh, but Did you yeah. get that lamp yeah. off of Antiques Roadshow? <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all, man. I went, I went antique shopping. I, I hit a Goodwill on the east side. You know what I'm saying, and uh, I hit a lick for the stained glass drink. So, um, yeah, we're gonna keep this moving forward, and I won't have to mention loans any loans lamp anymore. And we're all squared away. I think Terry well, is back now. Well, that, that's that's great. Um, I'm happy that you uh, have come to terms with yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, I just had to come come on home and just realize it wasn't gonna happen. I need to stop saying that. I've had so, this uh, lamp since I lived in Waukegan, Illinois. So I mean, it's a long time ago. Oh, I know, I know. So once Terry pays his internet bill, we're gonna go ahead and introduce him and we'll get to the show. I think he's back. Hey, my bill is always paid, Jack. Salutations, <laughs> I am. That is, brother. I see you out here with that cricket wireless. What's going on, Jack? How are you? Yeah, I'll be a shammy or so, you know. <laughs> well, the way shit set up on this side of town. I feel you. I feel you. I see you with the vintage bringing down the band hoodie, brother. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, man. How, how you feeling, man? I, I I missed the part where you talked about your Mr. Belvedere light, huh? Nah, man, it's just, you know, I ain't, you know, real quick, <clears throat> in and out. I ain't put too much on it real quick, you know. Okay, that, uh, cool, cool. Just for, the, for everybody that's watching out there and it's in the chat, though, be clear. The hoodie that he has on, you had to be, you know, had to be old school bringing down the band. I'm talking about founder level. Early days to get one of those. So yeah, This is old, man. And that's like a one of one. Yeah, you don't see those anymore. Yeah. You know, for a small fee, we might, we might be able to reproduce those uh, through Printfinity, so... Just throwing that out there in the atmosphere. Um, the chat is in the chat is in the building. Waffle House pimp, I see you boy slinging that syrup out there while you pimping. We see you, Nicole. Damn, why I you snitching you. on? Uh, I ain't snitching. No, His name is no, Waffle House. His name is Waffle House pimp. Uh, he good. He all right. Fans watching. <laughs> Fans watching. Shout out to my man Akeem Branson Sachs. We see you boy. Who else is in here? I think Nate Jeezy was in here earlier. My East Coast fam was happening. Alex, I see you. E, I see you. I think that's everybody so far. Uh, you see, Waffle House Pimp laugh, man. Cut it out. We appreciate y'all, man. We, we really appreciate the support from the chat. You guys keep us, uh, keep us active, keep us rocking, and we enjoy y'all interaction. So uh, continue to rock with us. Bring somebody back next week. We really would appreciate that as well. All right. If I didn't miss anything else... Let's go ahead and um, jump down. To, oh, I forgot. Um, rest in peace, Cicely Tyson. OG. Legendary. Um, 96 years old. Career spanned in, what, seven decades, if I'm not mistaken. I saw in the read-up, like, she's been pioneered for years, man. And just this old, triple OG status. So, you know, rest in peace to her, man. She's been in so many great things, involved in so many great films. Know, philanthropy work, etc. She has one of the stages at uh Tyler Perry Studios named after her. So huge icon, man. Like 96 years old, if I'm not mistaken, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but that's definitely a uh that's a full life. Yeah. Definitely also uh that away from her. Also rest in peace to double K for <clears throat> people under the stairs. So Indeed. he passed ah, away yep. at forty three yeah. a few days ago. So um a lot of uh a lot of RPs going out. Uh, uh, RP to John Chaney. Uh, yeah. He was the uh, basketball coach at, uh, Temple. at Temple University. Um, 
you know, wasn't a big money program, but at one point they would go on some serious runs into the elite eight. Um, and he's one of those guys. He was a, he ran an extremely clean program. You came to temple, you came to get an education Facts. first and to play basketball second. So uh, shout out to him. Yeah. Rest in peace. John Chaney pioneer. So, I coaches like people like him, John Thompson, those guys are iconic, man. And they opened a lot of doors, especially, you know, being on that collegiate level and a lot of the guys that play for them, you know, he's synonymous with Temple, man. Like he's just legendary status across the board. All his players, you know, spoke highly, speak highly of him. Um, and one of the coaches from my childhood. So I, I really do uh, hope his family is okay as well. Also, Sissy Tyson and uh, just anybody that's passed away, man, it's just tough. I thought 2020, you know, we got to 21. It was going to light up a little bit, but we still, you know, <clears> taking over where we left also, off. Also, and this is a, and this is just one more. And this is yeah, this is someone that I, I knew, um, and from the Indianapolis arts community, um, uh, Jill yeah. Dittmeyer. She was a colleague of mine when uh, my time at uh, WFYI, um, a reporter for you know several different stations. She um, uh, was was big into the arts and, and supporting you know other journalists here, and it was just kind of a shock uh, to see that uh, that she passed away yesterday. I found out uh, when I, I saw my buddy uh, Matt Sosi. He had a uh, <clears throat> he had uh, he had tweeted it, and it was just one of those things where like I read it and it just didn't seem to make sense. Um, but yeah, if if you are in the Indianapolis arts community. Um, you probably uh, ran into or at least would know the name Jill Dittmeyer. So rest in peace to her yeah. as well. Word, I, word that you said that as well. I was not familiar with her, but rest in peace to her and condolences to her uh, her family also. Uh, let's go ahead and get into this rundown. Mike, bring your mic up just a tad. Just a tad. I got you, sir. Is that better? Mike, check one, two. Is that better? Keep coming. Mike, check one, two. The more? Mike check yeah. one two. Mike check. There, there we go. go. You good. There we go. Okay. Yeah. A bit. Yeah. I realized right, so... I, had you, I had you in Discord at like one hundred and seventy eight percent. So. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. I've been uh, struggling with my streaming conversion for you know some things that we got popping up popping soon on the new OS network. We'll be announcing that later on, but I'm trying to turn myself into a streamer slowly but surely. Um, you can find it. You can find out about it though. Ahead of time, if you go to newoldheads.com. Mm, I see what you did there. Okay. Man, I felt like I felt like Nori right there. I just don't have the teeth, so I apologize. Um, let's go to the Los Angeles Times. There's an article uh about Clubhouse, and people have asked me about Clubhouse and laughed at me because I don't have a uh iPhone, so I can't really get into Clubhouse. I don't know if I'm missing laugh laughing at me out here, man, because I'm Team Joy. But uh, people have been about 50% on it. I've heard half say it's extremely dope. And I've heard half say you're really not missing anything because there's no moderation in the chat rooms. A lot of people taking turns talking. And it gets, it gets, <laughs> it's cool. That's what I was it looking for. It's cool. Homie. Shout out to the homie Griff. It's cool. Um, but there's an article in the Los Angeles Times that says black creatives helped turn Clubhouse into the next tech unicorn. But who stands to gain? So there's an article. The article says when the invite when the invite only live audio chat app Clubhouse debuted in the spring of 2020, it was mostly an insular insular community for venture capitalists to talk about initial public offerings and return on investment. But over the last few months, as rappers, producers, the music Clubhouse became the central node for the hip hop industry to talk to <clears throat> excuse me to talk shop, make connections, and start flame wars. And I believe flame, 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 flame. <coughs> and it says, but the app, which counts for about I think there's almost two million users now. Stock is stock has gone over the roof, gone through the roof. And 21 Savage, Meek Mill, uh just just to name a few. Joe Button's been on there and he actually talks about it on his podcast podcast a lot. Um, Punch from Top Dog has been on um, from Top Dog Entertainment has been on there. So Royce, a lot of people have. Yeah, yeah Royce, a lot of people are on this thing, and, and we always talk about ownership. You know, in hip hop in the black community, we talk about owner, especially in the black community, ownership in hip hop. But this is another instance where I see black black creatives blowing up another you know, 
startup and then it just blossoms and goes on and nobody has any ownership in it. I see Meek Mill, he said he was going to try to start a streaming company with, uh, I think it was Lil Durk and somebody else. Um, but what do y'all think about that, man? Hip hop, we talked about a while back, we talked about hip hop being so powerful and being and converting over to, you know, the commercial side of things. But it seems like sometimes they're starting to, the people that are doing this are missing on the, the power that they've gained because this could have been an opportunity for someone else possibly to start something similar instead of blowing it up because Clubhouse now is through the roof and that's all based off, you know, hip hop artists coming in and blowing this thing up. So just what do y'all think about that? How does that look on face value? Because we all know the ownership conversation. Jay Moore, I'll come to you first. I mean, I understand the ownership conversation, especially when it's something that seems to be so heavily influenced by hip hop. The only thing is, it's like, okay, what, you know, because when I, I look at things like this, okay, what is the advertising potential of something like a clubhouse? Because when I hear it's valued at, a billion dollars because some rappers got on and you know and there's a whole bunch of rooms where people are acting like they're in the music industry like <laughs> i mean not not to not to say that for everybody but i, I mean it just seems like a, a bunch of dudes talking to each other about stuff they don't know you, about you sound like you don't um, believe it you sound like you don't believe the I, you know the validity what, maybe it's just because I, I you know maybe it's because i haven't participated in it and it's not something that i'm interested in it, there might be a little bit of hate that comes from, uh, from my voice but you know just, just from what I've seen, I was like, okay, you're going to get in a room and talk to Joe Budden about what? Mm. Uh, you're going to get in and talk to, like, why are, and why is the access? See, the thing is, the artists, and you know, I heard Joe Budden talk about this, but, like, access to him at this point, whether you're a rap artist or someone who's trying to get a podcast off the ground, access to him shouldn't be free. Um, and so I think, really, the ball is still in all these creatives' Uh, corner if they want to take their ball create something to where if you want access to uh, a Steve Stout or Joe Budden or a Meek Mill or whoever okay we're going to be over here we're not good you you can because wherever people who claim that they want access to certain people uh, wherever they are that's where they're going to go so I think you know the 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 valuation of um clubhouse is is is, it's within the people who actually come into these rooms who get access to people for free that they wouldn't ordinarily be able to get access to once those people leave honestly the valuation of clubhouse goes down because if it's just ventured capitalists talking to each other this is just you know this is just another uh um basically a, a conference call you know it's it's nothing you know the reason people in hip hop got into it I, you know, I can't really say, but I'd say if those voices and those people who are giving free access to themselves go somewhere else, especially if the access is still going to be free or even if there is a paywall of, say, you want to jump into the Steve Stout room. All right. That's going to be a dollar ninety nine. Do you want to get into the oh, Joe okay, Budden room and okay, talk shop about okay. the uh, about uh, about how to get your podcast numbers up? OK, that's going to be two ninety nine. Like, I don't understand why all these people are giving away all this access for free because it does the the really the the platform doesn't matter i'm more upset about like i would i i I don't understand why if you have all this knowledge and you have all this big of a following that you're building this platform up and giving away the information and the access for free so your so so your angle is more about i'm sorry go ahead go ahead terry sorry go ahead from my experience with it um and and let's be clear, uh, I am an avid supporter of Android, everything mobile, but I do have an iPhone as well, and Android is still better. But I am I on Clubhouse on the iPhone, <clears throat> and from my experience with Clubhouse, I mean you ain't you're not really learning anything that's uh like super secret or. Or whatnot. I think a lot of the appeal from Clubhouse stems from you had to be invited in. Um, it's only mm-hmm. for an iPhone, and people that get on it seem to think they're they're in this uh, uh, fraternity or exclusive. secret society, exclusive type shit, just because you're a member of Clubhouse. And like even like the shit that I listen to on Clubhouse, I, like I've been in like a a Damon John room. 
where he's he's telling you uh a few pointers on how to how to get money but i mean it's basic shit it's not like you're getting on here and you're really learning some shit you're just hearing people with money talk essentially so if you think that uh that's teaching you something just because you're hearing people with money talk then i don't know maybe you need to figure something else out or or read a few books or whatnot but it, it it's it's almost like an elitism type shit with Clubhouse, in my personal opinion. There are some cool conversations that go on. There's a lot of shit on there that's just gossip, pure gossip. You go into a room and people are just talking shit, and um, <laughs> I don't I don't know, man. It, it's not it's not really all that to me, you know. And and maybe I'm using it wrong. I don't know, but it's not anything that. I'm checking on the daily. Like I remember when people, when it first started, people were like, oh, this is about to kill Facebook. And, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, no, it's not. What makes you nah. think people logging on to hear people talk all damn day is going to kill um, Instagram or Facebook. That's just not going to happen. Those two platforms are, are part of life now. And those will right. never go anywhere and they will never be, be championed by anything else. Well, I, I can't say that, but, I don't think those will ever go anywhere. But the clubhouse is more kind of like, it's just an exclusive type thing. Once it does open up to all formats, all phones, I don't think the appeal is going to be as, as much as it is now either. Long, long jump in there. What, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it just seems like a whole bunch of, it's just a big circle jerk. Mm. Um like an industry like i i I, i've watched from the i've one i've never really had it's interesting like with most new platforms that come out normally i'm kind of interested in like checking them out this one i just was like oh it's just a bunch of chat rooms with people talking like why would i want to do that i don't i don't know (laughs) um but you know I, i i've seen comments here and there and i've seen some people share stuff that seems like it was you know like a good time for them and that's that's great um, but overall, to, to everybody else's point, like, um, I don't know, man. It just seems like it seems like the, the the rooms, and again, I haven't witnessed it, but it just seems from what the, how everybody talks about it, like it's. I don't know if elitism is the right word. Maybe it is, but it just seems like people like that want to like look at themselves in the mirror, you know, like a little bit too much. I like hearing themselves talk. Yeah, it's just. Like everybody, everybody thinks they're a professional, you know, everybody thinks that they're like worth listening to. And I don't really have any interest in listening to people like that. But as far as the the original conversation of like the tech and the money and everything else that's involved, um, it's interesting that it has taken this turn from venture capitalism into it pretty much turned into like a hip hop thing. And, uh, and, and that's kind of neat. Um, Jay Moore brought up the idea of potentially selling rooms. I think that's an interesting I- idea too. Um, but as far as like the tech platforms themselves, uh, that's interesting because, you know, you got to build it, you know? So mm-hmm. it comes down to like, you know, who's put, who's, who's building these platforms, you know, tech, com- tech companies are, are huge and, um, you know, if it's not there, then it's not there. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, Technically the original it's been done on, yeah. on a few different formats because like even this, the format that we use now, um, it's Discord, similar. That's what, that's it's what I was going to get to. It's essentially the same shit. Because, uh, yeah. The only thing that's different is the video aspect of it, but you don't even have to load your video if you don't want to. Yeah. So it's it exactly. So it's it's very similar and and Discord is just another play off of like message boards and Zoom and Zoom. IRC and stuff like that and you know Slack is another iteration of of something, you know, that we even we'll tried out for Slack. a little while. You know, like there's there's lots of stuff like this. Um but yeah, I don't know. I don't know who the, your question is like. Who gains from it? Like, you know, black creatives help turn Clubhouse into the next tech unicorn. Who gains from it? Um, I don't. Started it. Yeah, absolutely. And and I don't. And <laughs> I don't. For the most part. Um. Yeah. And and, and I don't see. I don't personally <clears throat> see Clubhouse taking off in that direction, um, for long term. But I could be wrong. So, I don't know. I guess we'll just. 
we'll just see. It would be interesting to to see some sort of uh, service where you could like join rooms for like personalized rooms and pay money and hear somebody talk like live events and stuff like that. I think Show that could feet. potentially potentially you could doja cat it, about, you know, but but I was about if to. you know show some feats of some white supremacists for there we go there we go but, but i i don't um you know it's kind of like it's like a it's i feel like we're getting to that point to where um uh, these things are going to be offered and there's going to be something that emerges that allows all this stuff to happen i don't know if we see it quite yet but with the evolution of uh, video media with Twitch and Discords and Zooms and Clubhouses and everything else that's in the works right now, um, we're seeing things change in real time to even to the point to when things eventually get off lockdown. I don't think a lot of these avenues are going to change. Like, I would not be surprised if like venues did virtual shows and live shows and or if they charged a fee to watch a virtual show, you know, and why aren't why, why don't we see companies do talks, you know, and uh, there there are there are people that do this already in different different ways, but I feel like it's going to become more mainstream um the reach to everything. So that's my piece. I, mean, I think a lot of it has to do with uh the 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 whole covid situation kind of changed everything and it made something like Clubhouse um very popular that that could have possibly not even have taken off if people weren't bored. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Also with uh, that's real. That's real. Right there. We're talking about Bama selling invites for fifty to hundred dollars. Look, I got a couple invites right now. If y'all are willing to pay me, <laughs> I'll let you right in. Uh, I'll let you in for the friendly fee of ten dollars. But no, I I ain't selling no invite. If you do want to get in, hit me up. I'll let you in. But it's not <laughs> I- really. It's not really, it's not worth all that money. I don't understand why people are spending fifty I, to a hundred dollars just to I get don't into get this the, platform and just those sit around who are, that, and look stupid. Benefiting. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. that they figured it out. I mean, but anybody who can sell a clubhouse invite for fifty two hundred dollars, those are the people who are benefiting. And like, I don't like I said, when things actually do open up, I don't know if this will even survive that. Like, think about I, I, how I, much bigger Twitch has gotten since. You know, it it was a thing that okay, I watch uh, my little brother or watch people play Fortnite or something on. Mm-hmm. Like now, it's a full on. People are broadcasting cooking shows, and and of course the DJ community's gotten on it. Like I saw something where they pay they pass like some two billion hours watch something ridiculous, uh, and I guarantee you a lot of that is because of the pandemic. They wouldn't even be close to that if people actually could go outside and had something to do. I think also y'all point about the uh the actual content there's some goofy shit i've been seeing that's on there too like it's the hip-hop is what popped it off but i i, I see people talking about uh people getting funded to start only fan accounts through there and having conversations about that and uh why black men ain't shit room and this type of stuff and i'm like yo what's what is this really about like what is it's a room for it's a room for everything so I don't know, man. Like, like I said, I, I've heard 50-50. Like, like Terry said, it's it's cool from what I'm hearing, but the platform it's itself and how long it's going to last, I I don't know, man. I think once the yeah, wave dies down, it's the, it's the new age AOL chat rooms for those that that remember those. Yeah, are you um, saying that I need to add it? The, the only Just, thing missing is typing in ASL um, because you remember how many different type of chat rooms was on that shit. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you would just you would just look, kind of I, just look and see how many was in each room before you jumped in like oh, this room is popping. Let me go in here and see what's going on. X. Look, there are people who are going to jump off of um, Clubhouse <clears throat> as soon as uh, I'm, I'm, I'm. I think Android users have limited access to it now, and you know a lot of people who uh, have iPhones think they own stock in the company. Uh, <laughs> uh, preach, so preach to them now. <laughs> they Talk just have. Them. They just have. They have a, you know, as, as soon as Android users are have access to it, they'll be like, oh, this is over with. Let me get out of here. Oh, so so I, like I said, 
I, I don't, I don't, I don't, if we, if everyone wasn't supposed to be still stuck in the house, uh, I don't know how much cachet this app would have, but you know, uh, the situations of what's going on in the world today have presented an opportunity for whoever actually owns this thing. I don't even know who actually owns it. I don't even know if they want to be known at this point, because if they got a billion dollar valuation off of something that they're not selling anything, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, that's what happened with Facebook. I, right I, now, originally, I Facebook wasn't, wasn't selling advertising and you know, there it is right there. You know, yep, so there it is. you just never know. Like it, the next time you jump in the chat room, it'll be like the chat room brought to you by smearing off ice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it, it doesn't take long. Chat room brought to, brought to you by sharks. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I don't know, man. We'll <laughs> we'll see. I'm, I'm cool. I decided to. This is not so one of my my cousin. I ain't gonna put him on blast, but he said, "Fam, you might think about. I'm telling you, you might think about trying to maybe." you a second phone or something man you missing out on so many dope opportunities i said no Look, i'm cool i'm not about to you. pay let me tell you my idea five. talk to here's, me now here's here my idea and if i had an iphone i would already be doing this okay but my give away idea too much game now don't give away no, too much I, game no, i mean like if you got an iphone i don't have one so if you want to go ahead and, and take this and, and become rich go ahead and do that start yourself a youtube channel start yourself a youtube channel go into all these clubhouses Record all the conversations, share mm-hmm. all those videos, learn how to title those things. I'm pretty sure that once stuff hits a clubhouse, uh, the ownership probably changes hands. So they probably don't even own the stuff that they're speaking on. So at that point in time, you're selling data that's just out there. That's to advertisers. Game. That's game. You just gave away a mouthful, man. We could have talked about this yeah. off, off uh Yeah, that's game the right there. And we I feel like I feel like everybody I feel like everybody in our Twitch chat right now is family. So if y'all want to go in okay. and get that okay. you know if you want to break hey, me we, off a percentage, then you know we, we could we we could have put but we could have right put after the show. Yeah, we could we could have put Terry right here. We can make it happen. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. We could have put we could have put Terry on the strip, had him recording everything, and you know, sending it over to you and just start the funnel system. Like if that's the case, hey man, you know, no no old heads uh, podcast network, man. That would that's that's yeah. where it's at. Because I be clear, you can go to YouTube right now and and YouTube. Uh, and see conversations in Clubhouse with Jay Prince Jr. using words that don't make no sense. There's plenty of those that you can see. So I'm just saying, like they they out there. Like what y'all think about a what y'all think about a verses? I think you might have you might have kind of hinted at this, but what about a verses uh-huh. of uh, Jay Prince Jr. versus Ti? Oh talking. man, in terms of talking, here's the thing, man. Ti Ti makes more sense. Jay Prince Jr. though, from from a vocabulary standpoint, in terms of the words that he picks, I don't know, man. He might he might have tip, man. Like he might. Does he understand is, the words he's saying? No, is that no, what you're saying? No, because no, no, Ti doesn't. Ti, I think Ti does more than Jay Prince Jr. That's what I'm saying. If I had to vote on who who knows more, I'm gonna go with Ti. I'm gonna go with Ti. Ti yeah. just like has heard some stuff in passing conversations and says some shit sometime. Like, do you know what but that he, means? He, but they're used right, though. That's all I'm saying. Like, no, not always. Not always. Y'all remember, the skit, y'all remember the skit on In Living Color when uh, Damon Wayans was in jail and he's lit. You yeah, know, big he had the coupe on. He had the coupe on, yeah. yeah. That, that's what they should be reminding me of. The prepubescent. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's it right there. You remember, you used to watch it on Sundays. Come on, man. The third Come syllable on. of the second half of my vernacular is always <laughs> on point. Come on, man. But nah, man, I, I, if there was a versus, man, I, I don't think it's easy as y'all think. I, that's all I'm going to say. Like, it, it, it'll, it'll go for a little bit. I'm, I'm just saying that's my personal opinion. But um, all right, man, let's, <laughs> let's go to the next topic. Go ahead. You got something to say, Long? Yeah, uh, Jay, can, can you turn your mic down a little bit now? You're you're peaking just a little bit when you talk, and I'm gonna turn you up okay, over here. Gotcha. So we can Let's see. get that set up before we jump into the next segment. Give me a. Chat. All right, we good. We good. Yeah, we're chat. Good. Hey, the chat. By the way, the chat was clowning on that last topic. Waffle House pimp says yeah, it's a Waffle bunch House of. Waffle House pimp. I'm mad at him. 
talking yeah. about he don't text back green bubble folks. What type of <laughs> shit is that, man? He said it's a bunch of sack chases for showing sure and why in there in a clubhouse. I feel you. Nicole said pretty entertaining sometimes. People are a mess. So you she's in there, she's in there for the for the bull. I see you, Nicole. And hearing your favorite baddie off Instagram talk, then you find out that she a total airhead. <laughs> I see right, you second problem with a lot of them. It's Second a problem. Is, you know, you know, you know what the thing is with with Instagram is you don't you don't know what what these Instagram baddies sound like. Uh, they on there busting it wide open, busting it open. And they probably a lot of them probably got bot. They probably got body odor. You can't smell that through the phone. Cannot That's smell really it. Like doing this shit on on Instagram and getting paid on OnlyFans and shit because you ain't hey. you got to be in their presence. Hey, shout I mean, out to B and T and Cut. Let me know Uncut. when I'm wrong. No, you you ain't wrong. Shout out to let B and T. Let me know when I'm wrong. Et uncut. What that thing smell like? We don't know. Second, you don't. You don't know. Second what balls. That, you don't know what that wind smell like when she doing that buzzer challenge. When she when she dropping yeah, down, you that, don't know what hey, that wind. Look, I give it's I, probably for the best, especially like look. A lot of these young ladies, they know where their uh, <laughs> strengths come into play <laughs> because, go. like, when you go to these pages, these girls never say anything. They just look at the camera uh-huh. and, like, and you know, and like, because this is where it gets <laughs> when something in, important happens in the world, yeah. and then they try to speak on it, and you're like, oh wow, this is why you never talk. Hey. So, I mean, honestly, everybody has their strengths, and like, these girls know that. Plastic surgery and angles are their strength. So I mean it works. I'm gonna give Jay hey, Dipson. So I seen one. Listen, oh, oh, hold I on, hold on, hold on, Chad. Quick. I gotta Okay. Okay, go ahead. go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna give you peas. Right, I, I was gonna say. Okay, go ahead and give me my peas now. P- here, here are your peas. I'm giving you your peas. If I'm not mistaken, it was you that said uh you gotta be careful with that uh with that get up win when they get up off the couch, because we never know what that thing gonna smell like. So that applies yeah. or sit down win yeah the sit down yeah. win so that, you got to be that, careful that with that man challenge, that buzzer challenge is producing a whole lot of wind and might start so yeah, that's all i'm but, saying um, check it but out don't ruin the, was, don't ruin the fantasy for, for trying, a lot I'm, of people out i'm here. trying is, not to so, you gotta understand so check this out. you gotta check understand this out, all this is all some people have yeah. check I'm this out though so for those those that have have indulged in mushrooms right okay know that um you probably should not smoke a mushroom. I mean, you can eat them, whatever. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? I'm all with it. So if there was this one chick That's a sad. that, um, that <laughs> posted that she's actually rolling up, she's putting pieces of mushrooms in her blunt and smoking uh-huh. talking about she's going on a trip. I commented, I'm like, yeah, that's not a good idea. I mean, uh, mushrooms are spores you know what i'm saying so you don't want to smoke that spore preach to them then preach to them and get it into your lungs you know what I'm that's not a good idea it's okay to ingest it if you want to you don't want to smoke it though this talk mug to- gonna talk about how it, it makes it it uh it definitely made her higher you can look up all kind of information online it tells you that it's not doing shit if anything it's a danger to you and don't do that shit so this is a PSA. Anybody that's doing hallucinogens, I know it's um, legal in Colorado now. Do uh-huh. not put pieces of mushrooms in a blunt and smoke that shit. Eat that shit with an oatmeal pie or however you decide to eat it, but don't smoke it. <laughs> Be careful, kids. Damn right. All right. No, so, no, no, don't do drugs. <laughs> Shout out to all our advertisers. No. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, on that positive note, hey, uh, brother it's Terry, we'll go ahead and transition. No, I feel you. I feel you. That, that that ain't no ramp work. That's real talk. You trying to say the babies? That ain't no ramp work. You trying to say the babies? So we appreciate o- you. Oatmeal pie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, y'all be careful with that sit in the club too. By the way, now VIP. I don't care if you at a bar. I don't care where you at. at Applebee's, okay. Ponderosa. Next, next. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. Watch that it. sit down win. All right. So to the next topic. Thank you, Lone. I was on OK Player, uh, and I saw somebody shared this. It was Ninth Wonder and Bob James, who I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of both. Bob James got so much heat. Um, they were discussing the evolution of sampling, and I found out that he is releasing some of his works to Tracklib, who was a kind of a producer comp, uh, producer community. Would you call it Lone for Tracklib that? Has a, it's, it's a licensing company. It's a it's a company that allows producers to go and buy purchase songs. licenses. Yep. Well, buy songs to sample, um, and they'll know ahead of time uh, if they can clear it or not. And 
Right. Um, so if it gets placed, you just have to buy the license. So it's like instead of yep. digging through records, you just dig through Tracklib. So it's actually, you know, you're going to have the, the, the old school heads that are going to frown on it because they're old. But at mm-hmm. the same time, like it's 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 a smart thing for producers. And honestly, it's a really good uh, medium for people that want a sample and may be afraid of getting sued and maybe want to pay homage mm-hmm. a little bit to the people that they're actually sampling and actually give them credit. Um, it's actually a really cool tool. So I wish it was around when we started so it would be more ingrained into Oh, culture. my God. 100 percent so. i think it's I, I got an account with them um I, I don't use it like i should but you never know when you what record is going to be a big record that you know you you want to have you know a clearance yep. behind you or something like that that's you know who knows what that's going to be but watching the conversation with bob james and, and, and ninth it you can see how his like t- we, uh, terry and i were talking about this in the post show how you know he he once he figured right. out everything and he got it or pre-show i'm sorry he got his he got his uh he figured out everything in terms of his samples and you know he's been getting his royalties but it was interesting to hear his perspective change because he talked about how he didn't like it at first he said nautilus was a b-side he didn't really it wasn't something that he thought was you know one of his greatest or whatever he just was i saw that part yeah yeah he was just kicking in the studio and he said it was a filler some, track yeah, it was a filler joint on some b-side type shit and Ninth was explaining to him how that record has been sampled so many times in hip hop and how many iconic joints have come from that. We know, we all know the Wu Tang joints that come from it. And, they turn you know, the 500. They turn yeah. the 500. Yeah. So, and if you don't know it, it's, it's the joint that goes do 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 Don't give me any more. They might cut us off on you. We might get a flag right here. Probably video that top up too. Yeah. But, um, I thought it was dope to hear them talk and you know he actually uh was kind of getting a little little choked up when as ninth continued to explain to him the importance of his important the importance of his music over the span of however many years you want to call it in hip-hop but seeing those two talk about that and also the fact that he was like i want to work with you like i want you to send me something that i can play yeah. over like watching ninth reaction i would have reacted the same way he like he was five years old like cheesing you know what i'm saying i would have been the exact same way um but i also thought about i wonder if there are any other ogs that might try to make a deal with track lib to let some of their music be you know exclusively uh on there where people can pay for the license if something pops off because I tell you right now, Stevie Wonder joints, it ain't no way in hell you're gonna get it clear unless you know him or you know hell somebody that know him. And even with that, it still might not. But Stevie gotta be on the track. That's what I was about to say. Do you think some more OGs might come on and you know make a dip make these deals if they're lucrative with places like Track Lib to put some of their music out there to be sampled the right way, quote unquote, for people can license? Or is this just kind of a one-off with Bob James? Because he's been sampled more than hell him james brown and i don't know maybe parliament other than that who's been sampled more than them if i miss somebody y'all tell me in the chat but what do y'all think you, say, maybe y'all- you said james brown right james brown i say james brown parliament bob james i would say they would be have to be in the top three in motown well yeah motown and all, all, all the detroit artists yeah yeah you could do that that's fair that's fair but, but what i do mean to your but what, to, what do you think means- well, there's already a lot of artists that are already on there. I mean, this is uh, especially the interesting thing about this is I'm guessing this is me hypothesizing because I don't know how they built it. But I'm guessing that a lot of these older artists and tracks on there are probably deposited, <laughs> if you will, on mm-hmm. track live from labels that just own their uh, own their catalogs. And then they can just yeah. put that on there because I'm just I I just clicked on it and the first song is Jimmy Witherspoon, Lyle Folson, uh, the Forty Five King and Louie Louie, mm-hmm. Band of Thieves, you know Guitar Red, Paul Johnson. Um, so I I get my point is saying and Roy C Hammond. So there's a lot of I'm guessing there's already a ton of artists that have been on there, and I'm guessing it's just going to continue to grow. As far as like big names. I wouldn't that's even consider Bob. About. I wouldn't even consider Bob James to be a big name like that, though. That's actually what I was going to get into. For sampling, like for, for, like wait, them. wait, for sampling records, for sampling, nah, well, yeah, yeah well, big artists about? in general. Because, like, what I was going to get into to to um, for considering Bob James, artists like him are probably looking for this because it puts more ears on their stuff. 
and it, it gets them more exposure. And it also, like, say, for instance, you got a bunch of tracks sitting out there that's not getting any spin, and you sell mm-hmm. a sample, and now all of a sudden it's back in the forefront. I think that's that's good for those artists because now you're receiving a residual check that, that just came out of nowhere from a sample. So I think a lot of people will me, use that. There are artists Let me like, ask you uh, this, Terry. Go ahead. Let me ask you this. And then you, you can continue. In the streaming era, do you think it's <clears throat> do you think it's a little I think it's a little far-fetched? The way I took it is you kind of you you making it seem like you're not really getting spins, quote unquote. In the stream era, I don't know if I no. agree with that. No, not necessarily, but I mean a, a spin versus a sample clearance. Okay, I got and you. getting new ears on on your shit, and you're getting the you're still getting the check from your old music, and you're getting the check from new music as well. I mean, you're pretty much you're double dipping the, the song that you made 20, 30 years ago is now getting new ears on it. So that's a win, especially if somebody's buying that sample, even if it's not through this service. Like you have artists like uh, Now Rogers sold all of his uh, masters. He's selling his car collections and shit. It's, it's almost like it seems like some of these artists are, are running out of money. And if, if they're actually selling these samples or making it easier for people to find these samples um, in order to get new ears on our music, that's actually a good thing. And Bob James was saying, too, that how he came around and understood the whole mm-hmm. mantra of hip hop and how it's pretty much recycling the music and making it mm-hmm. sound different. Like, I can't remember what song he was talking about, but he's like, the way they cut that is so unique. Like, I had to kind of really listen to hear my partner. You know what I'm saying? Some of them are blatant, but others are are so right. crazy. Like how how uh, this one always stands out to me, the Mob Deep uh, shook, shook One Chop. Mm-hmm. Like, if you listen to that actual track in the here, how uh havoc chopped that shit up yeah. is crazy. You know what I'm saying? So it's an it's You there? Uh did we lose him? Yeah, I think we lost oh, there Terry. Terry, can you can you hear us? I think he's trying to get it right. Can't can't hear you though. Okay. All right, Jay Moore, you still with us? I hear you. Can I hear yes, you? yes, I am. Go ahead and jump in while Terry gets gets uh, squared away. Then we'll come back to him. Well, no, I think you know with with Bob James, like we got to realize outside of the realm of us knowing who he is through all the records that have been created off of his music. Mm-hmm. You know, when you say, "Oh, you think like oh other OG like Stevie Wonder's not getting on this because there's no way." Uh, because you, he's still getting a nice fat check from people who come and have to ask him the traditional way. Mm, um, okay, good point. Good you point. You know, because you can't, you can't sneak in a Stevie Wonder like, you know what it did. You know, I did feel for Bob James because he said, you know, there were a couple Run DMC songs that he heard, and he was like, it was past the statute of limitations. There was nothing he could do. You know, you're not mm-hmm. getting past the statute of limitations on, you know, uh, st- anything done by Stevie Wonder, anything done by Motown. Period. So, I mean, I think for other, like, say, jazz artists, you know, or maybe obscure, maybe rock, funk, and soul artists, people who don't have any real rotation uh, on even, you know, old school radio. You know, these people would honestly do themselves a favor uh, by being a part of this service, you know, um, just because as opposed to somebody having to go through 20 record stores to try to find your record. Oh, here it is right here. There, here's here's a, a loop that I could uh, that I could use. And not only do I get to use it and I don't have to, you know, watch my back for the rest of my life, hoping nobody catches it and nobody snitches on the Internet. But, you know, I uh, I am not only paying homage to the original artist, but they're getting a piece of it. So um, I think, you know, because a lot of sampling right now, let's just keep it real. And this is how it's always been. It's been the wild, wild west. You know, it's almost like, okay, catch me if you can. But, you know. There's some people who just don't want to live like that. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and have this track and have it done. I don't want to have to worry about these things in the future. So let me go ahead and just uh, be able to, to license out uh, a particular loop or, or whatever it is or an entire record, whatever pieces I want to use. And then I can just move forward and not have to worry about having to hire a lawyer in, in 10 years when somebody discovers this record. And, and, somebody, and the thing is, a lot of times with these sample clearances, 
it's not even the artist that's coming after you because a lot of times the artists they sign their publishing away, they sign their masters away. Well, so whoever owns will. that, they have somebody looking and listening to every rap record that comes out, and then all of a sudden you get a letter from a lawyer, and it's not even representing the person who made the original music. So that's I, you know, I I think what Bob James is doing is great. You know, um, I think there'll be a whole new set of producers that discover him, um, and he'll get his money. I, you know, I, 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 I really felt for him on the Run DMC thing because he deserved, yeah. he deserved, he deserved. You know, but the sample laws were also new at that time, but he deserved to get a piece of that. You know, and so I'm not. I, if if I'm a yep. side with somebody, I'm a side with Bob James over Run DMC. And that's Terry. That's, that's uh, the piece. But that's the piece, though, right? Because like for so long, yeah. like sampling was hidden. But like the the original artists have well, always rap deserved music, a piece. Rap music wasn't making enough money for people to even want to sue. That's the right. thing. Yeah, but coming down to it, like it, it, that's how it should be. Like if I, you know, if I'm sampling somebody, even if I'm not clearing it, I know that I'm in the wrong. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I know that I, right. I owe that creativity to or or portions of it to whatever I'm taking it from. So I I, I really do feel like Tracklib is a step in the right direction in in copyright law, if you will, in the way that it probably should be. You know, it's it makes the whole process so much easier uh, to uh, to handle because otherwise you got to, if you want to clear a sample, a lot of times it's, it's not just the artist. You got to contact, you got to contact the label. You got to contact everybody that has some sort of stake, has any type of percentage in that and clear with all those people. Yeah. Cause there's somebody who might own, you know, 12% of the songwriting who will hold up a sample being cleared, you know, so it, it really can get yep. unnecessarily complicated because you thought, okay, I cleared it with the songwriter and the producer, but you know, the guy, person who owns the publishing be like, uh, no, uh, <laughs> we're not doing that today. Yeah. And if you did it already, we're like going to go crap. ahead and hit you, hit you over the head for this, these, uh, this, uh, this money. I mean, I, th- I think it's a genius idea to have this, samples already available for licensing for a certain fee and so we're not having to worry about this and everybody can get what they're supposed to get but just like don't expect don't don't expect people like stevie wonder or anybody who's got a catalog of super hits to ever do anything like this because they're getting <laughs> much money off of you having to come to them where they can say yes or say no on an individual track basis right i agree hey terry you back in the game sorry about that Nah, so I'm some weird good. went wrong. I'm good. Yeah, Stevie might have been. Y'all just didn't hear me. Stevie might have been a little, little uh, going towards the moon. So I, I, I can understand what you're saying there. Yeah, Stevie, but, uh, Stevie ain't giving up none of that shit, man. I, I, as he shouldn't. <laughs> as he shouldn't. His catalog is amazing. Uh, but I feel you. But I, I just, I thought it was dope just to hear them talk and hear them converse and have a conversation and to hear Bob James be like, "Oh, okay." I see what y'all been talking about and actually embrace it. And I'm curious to hear what he and Ninth would do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm curious to see how that comes out. And that's a hell of a hell of an opportunity for him to be able to even work with somebody like that. So I guess we have to keep our eyes on it and see what they come up with. Loan, you want to? Uh, it's a win. It's a win yeah, for let's, Bob. Let's because... run the partners. Let's run the partners. Yeah, let's we run only the partners. Ten minutes left. Okay, cool. We'd like to thank our partners for the new Old Heads podcast. No Bad Ideas Clothing Company, Coleman Dental, Printfinity, Indie CD and Vinyl, Sun King Brewery, and the hub for all things new old heads, bringingdowntheband.com. Remember, once you type bringing down the band in the search bar on YouTube and the page populates, subscribe and hit the bell for notifications. And as always, we thank you for your support. Now back to the show. All right, y'all. We appreciate y'all supporting. Shout out to our partners as we always do. Uh, Lone, I said, I think you said we were on the clock for about 10 more minutes before we get out of here, give or take. Um, yeah. Let's get into our last topic that we had on the schedule for today. And this was via. We got uh, two of them. Do you want to do. Which one do you want to do? What do you think makes uh, sense for 10 minutes? 10 minutes. Um, I think the. I mean, you guys can vote if you want. We can talk about Mad Lib or we can talk about what's the other thing we were going to talk Matt, about. Okay, so Mad Lib said, uh, Mad Lib uh, said that he or that uh, music, today's current music makes people do bad things. I'm paraphrasing here in terms of the subject matter or 
uh, there's a pop dust article that says, how has hip hop avoided the Me Too movement? So we could bring the Me Too one up next week. That seems like we could jump into yeah. that one a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, I think because that one, that's one we, we definitely want to delve into. So we can I, talk I figured about that one would take a little bit more time. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let me. So with Mad Lib, uh, where's my article that I referenced? I'm sorry, y'all. I had it pulled up. Mad Lib laments nah. current mainstream rap. The music today is telling you bad things to do. Telling you bad things to do. And he, like cult stuff. <laughs> I want the reason I had this one here is because I wanted to see if there was any like there's, there's any validity to it, or did he sound like an old head? On this one, no pun intended. It says rap music now should be like public enemy stuff, but it's not there. He said, I wish it was more like like how it was in the earlier days when I was coming up. My influence is real music. Music can teach you things not music can teach you things not to do. Most of the music today is telling you bad things to do. My type of hip hop can help you grow up. So, you know, he referenced obviously how it was when he was growing up and, you know, referenced P.E. Hell, you could take it back to J.B., you know how JB was. I'm black and I'm proud. The socially conscious music and stuff like that. But he's coming off pretty hard in terms of today's music. In terms of, you know, and I think he's speaking of mainstream music. Not the article says limits current mainstream rap. So don't get it twisted. Nobody's saying there's not good music out there or any of that. But how do y'all feel about Mad Lib saying that? Is he coming off as a as a as an OG old head, or is there some validity to that statement, Terry? I, I'll go with you first. Man, it, man, this this is a an argument that that's gonna always go on. Um, every time a new generation comes into the music business, I only agree. on the hip hop side though. That's that's the only only side of music that, that's gonna get this because, um, and you can take this either which way. Uh, now hip hop is the most listened to and, and most. Uh, popular music format that that's out there. So essentially, it's pop for the most part. I mean, I mean, you still have your your your, your meat and potatoes, but a lot of it is junk food um, to appease the masses. So, and that that's just what it's going to be from here on out. And there's always going to be somebody on the other end wishing it sounded like how it sounded when they were first introduced to hip hop. Um, us included. I mean, there's times where I hear some shit and I'm like, damn, I wish music sounded like it sounded back then, but that's part of us being the new old heads. I can I can want it to sound like this, but I can still respect new shit too. Bingo. So, I mean, it, it's, it's going to be uh, some people upset all the time. Uh, uh, music is just, it's evolving on the hip hop end and certain people don't respect certain uh certain parts of the culture so they're going to do what they want to do and that's just the, what the, it is operative word is mainstream because our era we had a whole bunch of crazy stuff going on when we was growing up it's not like this is new but uh, well, the go ahead Lon, i'm sorry i i think i think a, a key point of this conversation is madlib was speaking about wanting to know where the revolutionary voices are like in the same vein as a public right. enemy right. you know like right i, th I think right. he was kind of suggesting now right and i think that's what he was saying like where are those revolutionary voices at that are popular you know and to, to me the question kind of suggests and maybe this is dumb but like is he is he kind of in a way saying that we've regressed a little bit that's a good point. That's a good point. If you think about I it, I mean everything. Everything is in the fans' hands right now. Like, like when he, what he's talking about, Public Enemy and uh, artists that was out during that time. Yeah, that sound was what was popular. That's what people wanted to hear. They wanted to hear some empowering shit. They wanted to hear some shit that was gonna teach you some, uplift you, blah blah blah. As time went on. I mean, even Common, he dropped a song, I Used to Love Her, in what year? Which kind of touched on all that shit. And it's just, yeah. it's just evolved even further beyond that song. So, I mean, it's it's going to always, whatever whatever's the most popular going on at the moment is what's going to shine. I mean, you're still going to have artists that do the, do the shit that you like or the shit that um, actually brought you to hip-hop 
but it's just not the most popular sound at the moment. Everybody's going to say Kendrick. Like that's, that's, that's the name that everybody's going to use. Oh, well you got Kendrick. I'm like, okay, you got Kendrick. Then what? On a mainstream level, what do you have? Drake doesn't do that. Cole. He's not addressing. So he's Cole, maybe. Cole. Okay. Kendrick and Cole. Drake's not addressing that. You right. know what I'm saying? Like you had a one, you had a one off from, um, which was actually cold. Uh, Little baby's joint that was cold, right. but that that's not his bag though. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not his bag. That's not Young Thug's bag. That's not NBA Young Boy's bag. These are the top echelon artists right now. So, Talone's point about the question. Thank you. But what I'm saying is Talone's point about it, how he worded it to say, is he saying that there's a void? You damn right, there's a void on the mainstream level. There's a void. because. Public Enemy, like Terry said, Public Enemy was in the mainstream back then, right? Or am I tripping when I say that? No, nah, they, they was they they, was they were out there. The, one of the highest rap like rap artists, All right, acts at the time. Yeah, so I mean, with the pandemic, you, you got people doing the one-offs, which is still dope. I'm not here to diss that, but on the mainstream level, when you're top tier up upper echelon mainstream artists, other than Kendrick and Cole. Put it in the chat if I'm missing something. Talk to me. Mainstream. How, how many Look. TikTok challenges do you see people doing to some some positive, uplifting shit? If y'all got them, let me know. Put them in the chat. That you're going to get in a blip in 10, 20 seconds. Put them in the mm-hmm. chat if you got them. You know, I love somebody like a uh, like a Big Crit. That's one of my favorite artists. He's not mainstream. Crit's not mainstream. That's what I'm saying. There's a, we're, we're talking about levels. Go ahead, Jay Moore. I'm sorry, because we got to get out of here. Look, I really wish all these old motherfuckers would stop complaining about what the young people are doing right now. Do you know how old it makes you sound to talk about? Like, first of all, everybody brings up Public Enemy. Like, you know what makes Public Enemy so special? Because they were Public Enemy. You know, and we, even when we talk about mainstream, you got to remember what mainstream was. The the Let's just go back 30 years. The, the lens that mainstream was in 1991 was completely different than what it is now. You talk about the pop angle. In 1991, yeah, Public Enemy moved records, but you got to understand they were still not, they were on the radio a little bit. But you know what in 91 they didn't have? Hip-hop bit. stations. Yeah. You know, very little and bit. And at the same time, when, and it, you could talk, and, and at the same time, Two Live Crew was moving records. MC Hammer was moving records. Uh, uh, Kid and Play was Kid and Play was doing movies, records, cartoons, and the whole nine. The Fresh Prince was like you all have to remember the reason Public Enemy was so special is because they were Public Enemy. You like a lot of times I think we put on these rose colored like judgmental glasses and we think and we'd be like, well, you know, back in the day we had Public Enemy and Poor Righteous Teachers and X Clan, like those only three groups we listened to. Shut the fuck up. When it was time for you to go shake your ass or you was trying to get next to the girl at the party, I did not want to hear can't trust it. And it's the youth is the same way now. Don't get mad. Don't get mad at them because they want to don't get mad at them because they want to enjoy themselves when they go out. And unfortunately, like nobody is forcing me as an old person to listen to the baby Meg Thee Stallion and Cardi B and NBA Youngboy. Because you know what? If you love Public Enemy so much, they still make music. Why are you? St- are you still listening? You know, if you love right. Raskass def- and Mob they Deep, definitely dropped the album. So but I don't hear nothing about it. They you love them the so much. I, I laugh. Remember, listen. I laughed when you asked me about that. listen to their music like you all act like these people went off somewhere and they you know they stopped making music in 1994 and they didn't like i just get so tired of because i'm like i said i'm never going to be that person that is out here dissing young people for what they're doing because they got to find their way just like we found ours remember hey well we we we, chuck d listen listen chuck d was 29 years i think or 27 years old he thought he was too old to be a rapper all right he came in with a different perspective he was he was older than everybody else who had put out two and three records at that point. Like we gotta like I just think we need to stop with the bullshit. Like okay, what was Mad Libs last? What was what was his last collaborative uh, um, project? Uh, uh, Freddie Gibbs. It just dropped. Okay. Oh, oh, Freddie Gibbs. Oh, and is Freddie Gibbs in the same vein as far as the subject matter Definitely as not. Public Enemy? I mean, you yeah, even so, gotta think about like, Ice Cube. Ice Cube was was on some righteous shit. He was also on some. Definitely, he didn't start on that. that shit. You got to give these. Kids, and he you was give also these on some, some shake that ass shit. You know what I'm hey, saying? Be, he, hey, B he clip. Just kept it moving. 
be clear though. I when it comes to old being an old guy, I, I this is where I draw the line. I don't care what you say. You can let the kids evolve. I'm with that. That's cool. Evolution. We know music changes, shit changes, nothing's gonna stay the same. But be clear, when I hear something that a young artist put out that I deem is trash, that doesn't mean that I'm old because I'm saying that. I'm saying it's trash because I don't like it and I'm, I don't think it's good enough. So, and you know what? That's your perspective. And that's my perspective. That's just my opinion. Because the same way, the same way my father would hear Public Enemy and he just said, all he heard was noise. Okay? <laughs> and that's where a lot of us are right That's where a lot of us are right noise. now. And we gotta, we, gotta, we gotta understand that like at a certain point, like Look, I'm I'm I'll be 44 this year. I tell people I'm cool for 44, but I'm not cool anymore. And I have no problem with that. I have a clear understanding of that. So that's what a lot of motherfuckers are struggling with right now. They realize they're not cool anymore. And they think that everything is supposed to sound like it did when they were 22 years old. And that's just not how it's ever going to be. So let these kids do their fucking thing. And stop trying to always hey. get off your public enemy high horse. You name the same groups every time when you want to talk shit. And I get tired of hearing it. And good, I, I will say, I will say this: good music transcends age. If it's dope, it's dope. I, that's the way I look at Definitely. it. If if it's dope, yeah, I don't care. If it's fourteen, at the end of the day, if, if it's dope, it's, it's, it's going to keep dope, on moving. It's going to keep on moving. If it's, it's dope, it's dope. Moving. I mean, we had a bit of this conversation last week because, like I said, there's certain artists. The shit did, you know, that they were they were popping a year and a half ago, and I can't even remember the names. Mm -hmm. And that, but you know what? That happened in our that happened in our era too. And like a lot of times, you got to remember the shit that you, the music that you heard when you started driving or you started you started having sex or started drinking and really partying. That music is timeless to you. Doggy style is trash to my parents. It is classic material to me. I mean, a lot of this shit. A lot of shit at the end of the day turns into moment music, and and as much as I I can g for for the youth just dropping shit. I mean, it's a lot of garbage out, and like you said, it was a lot of garbage out when we was young too. But we selected. But the thing, but the thing is, we selected who we wanted to mess with. And the thing and is, Terry, when you say a lot of that shit kept transcending into now. But when Terry says it's a lot of garbage out, when Terry says it's a lot of trash out there, he's not hating on the young generation as a whole. He's just saying there's nah, a lot of trash a lot of out there. Out too. That's the misconception. That's too. the whole the, point. The, the thing about that's the, the misconception. Thing about it is if if you're in, if you're only into mainstream shit. This is this is where it is right here. If you if the only thing you listen to hip hop wise is whatever the fuck comes on the radio, then you fucking up for one because there's a <laughs> lot there's a lot more shit out there that you can fuck with that's gonna tickle your fancy so to speak, or that's gonna be right up your alley. Did we lose him? Or that's gonna this be is, even man, better. Terry having a bad night. Did we lose him? Is he no? He's there. I think we nah, lost him. He's still here. No, yeah, he's, you know, ter- look, just like you said, the whole thing with the radio, radio, I don't want to say it's irrelevant, but I'm just saying they play the same songs like the they their rotation is if every 45 minutes, a song that's in heavy rotation is supposed to play every 45 minutes. And you know what? Everybody in the world has one of these, a phone where you have access to every single song that's damn near ever been released. Like if you are still going off of what is on radio to really determine what the mainstream is, like I've been to concerts by people who have have never been played on the radio on those concerts with Pac. Who is to say really what mainstream is? Because there are people who get played on the radio all the time that can't get 100 people to come see him and the tickets are free. Hey, so like a lot of, like a lot of with the mad rapper, it's a lot of people with the mad rapper mantra that doesn't understand <laughs> how music moves now, and unfortunately, um, they end up coming out with one of these rants every year. Yeah, yeah. That we end up usually addressing somehow, yeah. some way. Yeah, and it, yeah. Like I said, it's never going to stop. This is going to this is a conversation that, that's going to continue to happen until the end of time. Hey, I, I'm just glad that I heard you say a lot of this. Like, say it was saying with your chest. <laughs> that some of this stuff out here is trash and that's okay. That's not shitting on the entire generation. That's it just absolutely saying some of is shitting on it if you call it trash. I don't care no, what you're not. saying. No, if you call not. something trash, yes it is. Personally, it's trash to you. Thank like I you. said, I, I had, I had, my, I had my, my young homies Language try to put me important. up on an NBA young Your mom boy. was an English it's teacher. It's not for me. The same way I cannot, I'm not going to sit down and convince my mother that the that Doggy Style is one of the greatest albums ever recorded. You shouldn't have to. Like you can't like, but at the same time, like it is not 
young people's job to try to convince us that their music is great. They're having their moment it's, right now. Let them you know fucking have funny. their it's moment. Not, you know but what's it's, funny, but, but it's not. Is, but it's not people you know our funny. age. It's not people that's Listen. our age job to convince us that young music is dope either. Like Listen, if you like you know it, that's funny. cool. You don't have to force feed it on me. If I don't like it, I don't like it. That don't mean I'm hating. Exactly, but you know Listen. what? They're enjoying their moment. They're not trying to force that shit on us. We're the ones oh, no. trying to tell them. Listen. Enemy, listen to poor righteous teachers. Bruh. Y'all are fucking. Nah. So your music nah. is bad nah. for people's minds. Little baby, little baby, y'all parents and be a lot of y'all parents. A lot of y'all parents <laughs> is watching Dolomite. A lot of y'all parents is watching Dolomite growing up, and, and y'all don't even know it. So when you talk about Doggy Style being your favorite album, you know, Dolomite might have been their favorite movie back in the day, but you'll never know that shit. Yes, sir. Before before we go any further, and I know we got to wrap it up, but like. I know we went, uh, we kind of went on a tangent here because Madeline was addressing, because he mentioned Public Enemy, but, but his whole thing that he was talking about here was more so framed in the idea that he thought that there would be more revolutionary voices right now. Not necessarily that there would be more public enemies, but there would be more voices like a public enemy right now. And I, yeah. I don't want to get that lost in, in the sauce here because I understand what everybody's saying, but. He wasn't necessarily like saying that specifically. He was just saying he thought that there would be more voices like that right now in the time that we're in. That's well, all. But how does he know there aren't? Because that, like that if, he's, falls, if he's listening listen, to the same, that falls on us. To the same shit over and over. What? How does he know? That, that falls on was, us though. That falls on the people that are age that had kids and then introduced them to a public enemy or any of that of that type sound to make them want to be revolutionaries. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, that's essentially our fault. And All, I mean, I didn't have young, kid until young 2019, so music. I'm not to blame for that shit. All but I know I, is but the thing is there are young people making that music, but I don't know it. Neither does Mad Lib. And these kids got voices, and just because it doesn't sound like revolutionary music to us, it doesn't mean that there's not some revolutionary spirit in these young people. I'm not going to sell them short like that because they may have they may there may be some rappers we just don't know about. And I've seen some stuff. I don't know it off the top of my head. These kids are saying some it stuff. It's just it, a, it just doesn't you know, it just doesn't sound revolutionary to us because we have in my our heads what it's supposed to sound like. These kids are still talking about some things that are relevant to them, but we're not listening. And we're not li- or, we're still listening with old or people. You have ears. Artists, or you had the people that decided they didn't want to be rappers and wanted to actually be revolutionaries who aren't in the music business. Got there too. <laughs> yeah, those, these young those, people started on the front on lines. These young people are on the front lines, and maybe maybe the people who want to be on the front lines didn't want to rap too. They wanted to actually get out and do something and not be in the studio. Exactly. All I know is when my mama when my mama was cleaning up the house, when my mama was cleaning up the house to Al Green, I ain't say this shit's whack, turn it off. I tell you that. All right, y'all. We'll get in on that note because we'll be talking all night. Appreciate the chat. Everybody in the chat, Nate Jeezy, I see y'all. Uh, DJ Corey. <laughs> Corey T, what's happening? I appreciate you coming in. None better. I see you. I think Nicole, if she's still in here, Waffle House Pimp. Uh, the Flood, I see you. I think we got everybody on there. If I missed you. And for I'm sorry. the record, Dolomite is, is awesome, Corey. Definitely I wasn't saying awesome. it wasn't. I'm just saying your parents was closet uh, lovers of Dolomite, but they just didn't put you on today. <laughs> you found that shit on your own. Make, make sure you guys look us up on, on Patreon and also continue to subscribe to the New Heads Network on YouTube. We appreciate you all as always. Come back next week and rock with us. Appreciate the support. The lurkers and the haters, we love y'all too. And we'll see y'all next week. Stick around for the post show. Peace. Yep.